Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey, 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 a festive fucking Christmas and happy <laughs> yeah. hour. Happy holidays hour. What? what? I don't know. Listen, we are tired. It's the end of the year. All we want for Christmas is a little fucking justice. Is that too much to ask? Justice is coming. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When well, does justice go on vacation? I don't know. But listen, we have Ellie Mistal to scare the shit out of us and scream at us. And then yeah. Glenn Kirshner to calm us down on happy hour okay. this week. Right? Yes. And uh, Glenn mentions Ellie because Ellie this week said, you know, Attorney General Glenn Kirshner. He is frustrated. Right. As we all are with the pace of whatever is going on mm-hmm. uh, it, or not at the Justice Department. But Glenn Kirshner with his eye and gavel of justice. <laughs> he just pounded God. you with it this morning. God, again and again, repeatedly. Yep. So, and you just said, yes, give me more. Yes, and justice is coming for, for one person that's coming, apparently. What? My point is, it is, a, right? It'll get you going for happy <laughs> yes, hour. Yes, I'm telling will. you, between Ellie and uh, and Glenn, it is. It's going to be a happy hour, and I, we were going to be ready to p- come back and fight in the new year. We are, we are. yeah. Justice, do, it doesn't sleep. Okay, <sighs> I just mommy's tired. Mommy okay. needs a little vacation. Happy, happy hour. Have a happy holiday. Stick it in. Get their fucking shot. Stick it in. Do Stick it. Stick it in. Thank you, Margaret. Happy holidays. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. It's my favorite superhero. Hi, Ellie Mistal. Hi. Yeah, a bunch of those Republicans liked Fox just fine when they were wondering where Obama's birth certificate was. <laughs> yes. They liked it just fine when they were talking about whether or not Obama was a Kenyan. But yeah. now, now that the monster they've created has started to eat them, now they have issues. Yeah. Sorry, that's not what we're talking about. Hi, Stephanie. Yeah. How are you? Now, hi. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> Well, it's it just, is. You know, whatever. Let's get right to the law on this. I got it. Let me, let me, let me throw uh, Lawrence Tribe's tweet at you. I mean, because we were saying, like Liz Cheney, man, she, whatever you think of her, she's going right for the jugular. As someone said, like she's a heat-seeking missile who has identified her her, uh, her enemy, target. and it's Donald Trump. And it, it's 
Um, but Lawrence Tribe says of Meadows, he says, proof of Mr. Meadows' deep involvement in the effort to overturn the 2020 presidential election is proof of seditious conspiracy punishable by 20 years in prison, 18 U.S.C. 2384, not just controversial political activity. Um, these are, I mean, I, I don't know. You know me. I'm happy clappy, but I, and I know we're all like so exhausted and don't want to be hopeful that justice will actually come. But, you know, a lot of people, Harry Lippman, others that we know, are saying that the calculus feels like it changed this week. What do you think? Maybe Larry Tribe should be the Attorney General. There you go. Maybe, <laughs> may, maybe our friend Glenn Kirchner Glenn should Kirchner. be the Attorney General. Yes. yes. You know, may, may, maybe, maybe Sam Waterston... From, from from law and order, like the actual actor should be the attorney general because the current attorney general, Merrick Garland, does not seem to be paying attention to these crimes. And the, like where, where we all come down to is that if you're going to make some of these arguments, you need a prosecutor willing to make them. Congress, the select committee, that's great. I'm glad they're investigating things. You know what? Let's say the, the, the select committee gets everything they want. They get the documents, they get Bannon, they get the... What, what's, what's the end game for the Congressional Committee? A report. Right. A it's, report. I mean, that's the thing, though. They're an investigative body. They're not a prosecutorial, not prosecutorial body. body. You're correct. But the so, Department of Justice is the prosecutorial right. body. And, I, and I've said repeatedly, these Republicans would not be playing these, these uh, subpoena-dodging shenanigans if it was the FBI making the subpoena requests as opposed to Congress. Because when the FBI says turn over documents and you say no, you you go to jail. Right. You go to jail and you sit there while you work on your appeal for executive. Like that's where you that's how the FBI rolls. That's not how Congress is allowed to roll. So, uh, I mean, I have different arguments for how Congress could roll like that. But let's let's put those to the side for the second. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, Merrick Garland doesn't seem to be interested in in taking taking these people on head on. And that's that's where, where our problem is. Do I do I love the here? Do I love some of the legal theories that I've heard about different ways that you can prosecute Trump or prosecute Meadows or get these guys? Some of them are complicated. Some of them are hard. I don't know that all of them yeah. would work. What I do know is that we should be trying all of them. Yes, yes. We should be well, in an all of the above mode, and Merrick Garland keeps us in a none of the above mode. Right. Well, yeah. In fact, this is what everybody's talking about, what Representative Ed Perlmutter said yesterday as regards uh, Meadows. Take a listen. You know, I'm surprised because I think what we're going to get next from Mr. Meadows is probably something like we got from Mr. Clark about the desire to take the Fifth Amendment because 18 U.S.C. 115 following... You know, Article 3, Clause 1, treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to the enemies, giving them aid and comfort. Uh, went on to say, real quick. In 18 U.S.C. 115, which is why I think that we're going to see the Fifth Amendment being pled, whoever, owing allegiance to the United States, levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort within the United States or elsewhere, is guilty of treason and shall suffer death. I mean, this is a death penalty statute. Or shall be imprisoned not less than five years and fined under this title, but not less than $10,000, and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. Okay, and last one on the memos, even before Meadows. Just the, the memos that have been disclosed to this point, in my opinion, are treasonous. And we've danced around this a lot, and we talk about obstructing Congress and things like that. But this was an effort to have a coup, to overthrow 
the country to break the pledge of allegiance we make to this country and to the Constitution. I really am disappointed in Mr. Meadows. Uh, we always had a good working relationship here. Uh, he has uh, two masters, Donald Trump and the United States of America, and I could see his in a pickle about that. Uh, I think uh, pickle may be a mild word legally, you can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, Mark Meadows, can you explain this to me legally? There's no such thing as takes these backsies, is there, in, in the law? I mean, he's already given up the documents and t- talked about it on Fox and in his book. I mean, I, what, talk to us just your view of Mark Meadows and what's going Look, to happen the, there. Just, uh, uh, just a real quick privilege primer. You have privileges that, that reflect a confidence between you and another party, entity, person, whatever. Once you break that privilege by, by showing the documents or, or the conversation to a person who is not protected by the privilege, then you lose the privilege. <laughs> Right. It is as simple as that. I have there's like a sp- people understand like the spousal privilege, right? Like if I tell my wife I buried a body in the backyard, pri- I have a privilege because we're married. You're not allowed to go tell the cops on me. But if I then go on your show and say like, oh, Steph, I also buried a body in my backyard, then guess what? My wife can talk to whoever she wants. Like that's because I've broken the privilege. Like it's this real simple concept here. Mark Meadows has no legal ground to stand on. Steve Bannon has no legal ground to stand on. They're not trying to stand on legal grounds. They're trying to run out the clock. And but, everybody understands what the actual game here is. They're right. trying to run out the clock because they think if they can get to the midterms and Republicans can take control of the House, the Republicans will immediately stop the select committee because why would the Republicans investigate their own treason? They'll stop the select committee and that will be that. And that's all they're going for. It's, right. just, it's just a delay tactic because there's, there's no law there. Um and the question is if they're gonna if they're gonna make it. Like quite frankly, Congress has been slow on this. They're they're moving. Uh, I think Adam Schiff likes to use the word expeditiously. I, I believe that they're they're kind of moving with all deliberate speed. But it's but all deliberate speed is still too slow for what our timeline is looking is looking like. And that's why again I come back to the Department of Justice because if the Department of Justice was handling this, we don't have uh, eleven more months. We have two and a half more years uh, to bring these people to justice if Merrick Garland would get in the game, but he's not. Right. But how do you know that? Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you know it's not the ongoing as, as the January 6th committee is as well? Yeah. So here, here's the thing, right? And this is, I, I'm so happy you asked that question because I get it a lot. There is, of course, and Garland defenders, of course, want to say that there is a super double secret investigation going on that nobody knows about because Merrick Garland is also James Bond. And he's just he's doing it behind the scenes. And he and Q have like got that's I mean, that that's an argument. It's possible. But what we have what we have seen is that when these people are questioned, whether it's Meadows, Bannon, Flynn, Clark, when these people are questioned, they they moan, they complain, they run to Fox, they run to podcasts, they complain about unfair treatment from the government, and we don't see them complaining about the FBI knocking at their door. So is it possible that Garland is conducting an investigation that we just don't know about? Sure, yes, it's possible. But is he questioning these people and getting their documents and then having these people not complain about it? 
I just find that to be highly unlikely. I mean, that's I don't know how this works. That's why I'm honestly asking because I don't know. Like, you know, is he is it parallel to January sixth? Is it possible he's waiting for what the January sixth committee? I mean, I know that everybody brings up Oliver North, right? That you have to be careful what you give immunity for with Congress because it can screw up an actual conviction later by by a DOJ. Well, what's your take on all that? Well, that's why. <laughs> Again, that's why he needs to be in the game now. He can't. He can't be waiting to see what the January sixth select committee does. Because if he does, then the select committee and there's no coordination, and there shouldn't be. I mean, at some kind of basic government level, there there shouldn't be a coordination between the Democratic Party and the Attorney General. But if there's no coordination, then it's entirely possible that Congress might give immunity to people in order to make them testify in front of Congress that then would screw up Garland's ability to prosecute them later, which is why he should be in the game right yes. now. Okay. Got he it. should be part of, he should be part of this investigation right now. And that's why I keep kind of coming back to the fact, this is why it doesn't look like he is because so, if he is the question of who's going to, who's going to get immunity is not Adam Schiff's. It's not Jamie Raskin's. It's not Benny Thompson's. It's Merrick Garland's. Because he's the person who ultimately has to make the decision about whether or not to try to put these people in jail. Yeah. So speaking of justice delayed, denied, whatever, um, the, the federal judge that tossed Trump's lawsuit, it's a Trump appointed judge, right, mm-hmm. to block, oh, to block his, in, his, yes, his income taxes <laughs> from being released to Congress. But here we go. There's always at the end of the story, uh, judge put his ruling on hold for 14 days to give Trump legal team time to appeal. Can they just appeal this forever? It seems like he keeps losing on his taxes, and yet we still don't have them, right? I, yes, it's so. I, like I, I'm being, I'm choosing my words carefully because I just want to, yes, melt into a profanity laced <laughs> <laughs> situation here. Um, it is bull excrement. Yes, what what Trump has been able to do with his taxes. At no point has Trump had a colorable legal argument to shield his taxes from Congress. There has not been a single day where Trump has forwarded a credible legal argument. Every single lawyer and judge who has looked at his legal argument has told him that it is ridiculous and that he needs to turn over his taxes forthwith. But he keeps appealing and appealing and appealing and stringing it out and stringing it out. He already got through one entire election cycle without having to release his taxes, and now he's going for number two. And quite frankly, one of the one of the ways fix is not exactly the right word I want to use, but one of the ways to stop this from happening in 2024, while he'll still be appealing and appealing and appealing, is for Congress to pass a law mandating that anybody who runs for federal office has to release at least five or ten years of their previous yeah. taxes. That law was was in HR one. You know who doesn't like that part of the law? Joe Manchin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, go get me started. It, 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 like literally when you look at the difference between HR one, which was a which is a voting rights act and an ethics reform act, versus the Freedom to Vote Act, which is the voting rights bill that Manchin supports. The difference between HR one and Manchin's Freedom to Vote Act is the tax thing. Yeah. It's the ethics reform. All those ethics, like, you can't, you have to show your taxes. The federal government official can't funnel money to his family's businesses. All of that is what Joe Manchin took out of the bill right. to get to the Freedom of Vote he's Act. Like Somebody the, should ask him why. He's the Newman of the Democratic Party, isn't he? <laughs> Newman. 
<laughs> Guess who ruined that, Newman? Um, quickly, because you're determined to be Captain Buzzkill today, so you reacted to Gavin Newsom saying if states can shield their laws from review by federal courts, then California will use that authority to help protect lives. We will work to create the ability for private citizens to sue anyone who manufactures, distributes, or sells an assault weapon or ghost gun kit or parts in California. And you said, I mean, I get this, but if you think SCOTUS is bound by its own logic and is unable to issue two completely conflicting yeah. opinions bathed in their own hypocrisy, you just haven't been paying attention you said, don't get me wrong, as stunts go, I think this is a good one. <laughs> but people have to understand it's a stunt, not a solution. Oh, Ellie, really? Did you just have to buzzkill our whole California high on this? <laughs> was that the Price's Rights? It was, was. yes. Yeah. That was the, oh sad, the sad trumpet of justice. Let's go ahead. Really? That, is, that is on my bucket list, by the way. Achievement <laughs> <laughs> unlocked. Um, yeah, no, it's a great idea. It's not going to work. And I love the idea. It's not going to work. It's what I want people. It's not going to work because for it to work, you have to have conservative justices who act in good faith and they don't. The fundamental argument that Newsom is making is the same argument that Texas made in SB8. It's the, it's the exact same mechanism that the government would not be taking away gun rights in California. Private citizens, bounty hunters would be taking away those rights. According to the Supreme Court, this is an acceptable workaround for the Constitution. According to the Supreme Court, it is acceptable to use private citizens to take away rights as long as those rights belong to women. Yeah. Now, when we switch them to like the rights belong to the gun, what the Supreme Court is going to say without flinching, without without choking on its own hypocrisy, what the Supreme Court is going to say is that gun rights enjoy, uh, enjoy a more privileged place in our society and in our constitutional law than women's rights. They will say that with a straight face. They, the, the decision what if we, will be hypocritical, of course. What if we will call be, our start calling our vaginas rocket-launched baby missiles, missile launchers, something? Right? Listen, let's work together on this. We're way long, but we have an extra sad trumpet for you. <laughs> That's also the second sad justice in America trumpet. All right, <laughs> Ellie, you remain the greatest, even though you're Captain Buzzkill this morning. And I apologize for all, right. for all the buzzkill. Look, there, the, you want some good news? Sure. Yes. Um. <laughs> actually, I, I assumed that I was going to pull something out of Okay. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well. No, no. Okay. So, so, some good news. Um, Joe Biden just released a new slate of um, nominees to the federal courts yes. uh, this morning, yes. literally right before I came on. Um, one of them is a, a here in New York. One of them is a judge who worked, a, a lawyer who worked on the Innocence Project, mm-hmm. literally okay. freeing people as opposed to putting people in jail. Oh, this is we good. need more justices like this. Joe Biden has done a really good job of the kinds of judges. Okay. He's All right, we're way long. We're going to take that. Merry his, Chris Mahana Kwanzaa to you. Uh, we'll see you next year. Love you, Ellie. <laughs> Happy holidays. Yeah, all right, you too. too. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's p-h-i-l-o dot tv slash 
slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And I am the second Stephanie that he has swung his giant gavel of justice for this morning. Yeah. Just this morning already. Good morning, Glenn Kirshner. Good morning. Stay at Palooza Friday for me. You know, first my friend Stephanie Rule and now you. It's like women will pull us out of this morass. <laughs> yes, specifically Stephanie's. Exactly. Um, so this is the very latest, Glenn. Uh, January, this is a, a tweet. January 6th, Ellipse rally organizer Dustin Stockton, his attorney Josh Nash, have arrived for a scheduled deposition with January 6th investigators. Stockton arrived holding a binder, which Nash says is filled with uh, documents, documents and communications that should have former Trump administration officials quivering in their boots. Mm. Could this be the other side of these encrypted app communications like signal or what whatever the kids are using these days to commit treason yeah it could be it's all about driving wedges when you investigate like this because one side of the conversation on an encrypted app or a burner phone and let me tell you burner phones are not as secure as people think yeah Yeah. um but one side of the conversation you know somebody might not want to tell us about guess what if we can drive wedges and get the other side of that conversation well, you know, then then we're going to make some investigative headway. Yeah. Um, how dumb do you have to be to use a burner phone in the middle of a coup? Yeah. And yeah, think I you're mean, going to get away with it. Th- this is the gang that couldn't coup straight. Ah. They really are. Ah. And, and I'll tell you, it, it's all going to come crumbling down on Mark Meadows. And, and maybe we'll get to the point where we have to decide whether we're going to grant Mark Meadows immunity or not. But right now we're on Mark Meadows indictment watch. We're on day three and we're waiting for the Department of Justice to indict him for precisely the same crime that Steve Bannon committed. Well, that's what you said on Twitter. You said, just as with Bannon, a criminal contempt charge should be the first step in holding Meadows accountable for his crimes, then a superseding indictment charging a seditious conspiracy, conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States, uh, etc. So that, I mean, you, you talk to us all almost every time about that. That is the legal basis, is the conspiracy, right? Yeah, and here's some inside baseball, Steph. When Bannon was up in, in court a couple of weeks ago, Everybody lost their minds because the prosecutors asked for an April trial date, which everybody said that's too far out, particularly when the prosecutors told the court, judge, we can try this case in less than one day. Everybody was left scratching their heads. Well, then why aren't they asking for a January trial date? Steph, here's why. Federal prosecutors never charge and try a one count case. They move towards superseding indictments. They add charges. They add defendants. I believe, I'm reading the prosecutorial tea leaves, the reason they were trying to set an April trial date for Bannon is because they're going to drop a big old superseding indictment on his head, rolling in a lot of his other crimes. So let's not lose hope. Let's okay. not lose faith. We're getting there. You've, Glenn, I know you've heard, because we obviously have all the same friends, Ellen Mistal and Joyce Vance and people you know we've seen on TV, on my show, all of, all of us. Um, where do you stand on this? I mean, Ellie obviously is like, where is the FBI? January 6th committee is fine, but as you keep telling us as well, this is an investigatory committee, not a prosecutorial body. And so, you know, and I think Joyce echoed Ellie yesterday in saying, yes, I also wonder, like, what is it normal that we haven't heard anything from Christopher Wray or where is the FBI or uh, Merrick Garland? Should we be hearing anything? 
or, or not? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I wish I had a great answer. I agree with Ellie. I saw his rant and Ellie's hair was on fire, yeah. which frankly could probably, you know, power a whole city for a week. <laughs> um, yes. But I know I, I love Ellie's passion and his zeal, whether it comes to, you know, adding Supreme Court justices or getting after, you know, governmental crimes in real time. I am with Ellie all day long. Well, he also um, mentioned our favorite phrase, and that is Attorney General Glenn Kirshner. But anyway, go ahead. I, I heard him say that. That was very kind of him. Um, but but here's the thing. You can't, you can't indict a, a seditious conspiracy quickly or easily. You can indict it piecemeal. And that's a little bit of what we just saw with Bannon's contempt of Congress indictment. But, you know, it takes a lot of time to develop it. The problem is, in the unique circumstances of this crime, we don't have a lot of time. So yeah. DOJ needs to step out of its comfort zone and bring charges quicker than they might ordinarily want to in a perfect world because we're not in a perfect democracy right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say January 6th, you, uh, your review means a lot. And you said I'm beyond impressed by the power, eloquence, and frankly, the legal and factual elegance of the presentation by each and every member of the Bipartisan House Select Committee. My gratitude for their pro-democracy efforts runs deep. I mean, everybody is saying it that I'm sure you and I don't agree with a thing Liz Cheney, you know, believes in policy-wise. But dear God, she's going for the jugular as they should, right? I mean, she's <laughs> citing the criminal code by which Donald Trump would be charged, right? Talk Nail to us, on talk the head, Steph. Yeah. The words that Liz Cheney are using, they're the words of a prosecutor. Because I always travel with my big, ugly, blue book of federal laws, the yeah. U.S. Code. Don't leave home without it. Mm -hmm. Let me read one <laughs> sentence. Mm -hmm. And because this is precisely what Liz Cheney has been saying. It's 18 U.S.C. 1512. It's, it's um, obstructing official proceedings, which is what these uh, uh, insurrectionists, some of them, have been charged with and they were yelling and screaming that's not a good charge and a trump appointed judge dabney friedrich just said it is a good charge so go away here is the language of that federal statute whoever corruptly obstructs influence or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so shall be imprisoned for not more than 20 years that's what liz cheney has been reciting as her mantra with respect to trump's conduct not only launching the insurrection in yeah. the first instance, but declining, you know, in response to all those begging and pleading texts, declining to put a stop to it. He wanted it to exceed. He committed that crime. Liz Cheney knows it. Betty Thompson knows it. The committee knows it. We know it. DOJ knows it. It's just going to take some time to get yeah. criminal indictments for it. Yeah, I mean, the specificity, Glenda, 187 minutes. I, it's clear he was waiting to see if the if the coup succeeded, right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was giving it he was giving it time to breathe. He yeah. wanted that coup to, to succeed. Three hours we watched in horror on TV what was going on, and Donald Trump let that fire burn. Why? Because he wanted to obstruct an official proceeding. He wanted to steal the election. His crimes, I, I believe, could not be more obvious or more easily proven in court. We've just got to get indictments. We've just got to get in front of those 12 citizens in the box and let us take a run at it. Um, 
So, speaking of, we've got treason caucus to talk about and also so you uh, talked about Meadows again. You said in the House 1-6 Committee's just released report, we hear some of the most troubling words ever uttered by a government official. Mark Meadows sent an email saying National Guard troops would protect pro-Trump people. The corollary, they would not protect anti-Trump people. I mean, it's almost like there's so many damning bombshells coming out. I mean, it's interesting even for you to pick which ones are the most damning, right? Yeah. Can you imagine a chief of staff to the president of the United States when things are getting dangerous for our citizens saying that, oh, we will use the forces of government, but only to protect those who support the president? That's some North Korea stuff right there. Yeah. What? Let's let's there's uh, this latest case. Let's see. The one the insurrectionist Robert Morse of Pennsylvania is making a novel argument in a new court filing asking for his pretrial release from jail. According to Morse, he had the right to do what he did because Trump authorized it. Whatever transpired once they arrived at the Capitol, the protesters were entitled to do as the president directed. He said in a filing he added the government agents may have been involved in turning the demonstration violent. Well, that's the conspiracy snossage thrown in at the end. But I mean. It's an interesting argument, right? But it's all implicating Donald Trump, right? I mean, as from Fox News host to this to the rioters themselves, it's implicating Trump going. He obviously ordered it. He was the only one that could stop it. And that's actually what I would call not just a win win, but a win win win, because one, this particular insurrectionist is admitting to his crime Two, he's admitting to the motive for his crime, which I'm sorry about his luck. It's not a legal defense to what he did. It explains why he was motivated to commit these particular crimes, but it's not a legal defense. And the third win, Steph, is it directly criminally implicates Donald Trump is the one who ordered the attack. Win, win, win. That's a great, I was just going to say, that's a great point. It's not a defense they can use, but it further implicates Donald Trump. And this is, you know, what what the uh, insurrectionists themselves are saying. Is this and all these insurrectionists can be called at Donald Trump's trial. We can line them up around the block down by the federal courthouse. They can come in and say, I did it because he told me. I did it because he told me. I did it because he yeah. told me. And that will blunt the force of, well, maybe everybody misunderstand what I meant by go down there and fight like hell or you won't have a country. Yeah. Um, well, and the insurrectionists themselves, like this aforementioned Dustin Stockton, I think it's a NASCAR driver, Jennifer but whatever. Lawrence. Okay. Not that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it just seems like they're also waking up and going, hey, wait a minute. How come only like the yeah. Bannons that have all the money got the pardons and whatever? And then we're left, uh, you know, as usual, left to hang out uh, out to dry. So, I mean, let's talk about the Congress people, because that was the other damning thing, right? This, uh, yeah. what is it, uh, Freedom Caucus? Is that what? Uh, yeah. Yes. That's going be losing their Freedom Caucus soon. But anyway, that's a jail joke. <laughs> But how how damning and how I mean, this just seems like this could not be more serious. What the texts yeah. say so far. Steph, Jim Jordan's text message is is evidence of a crime. And here's why. On, on January 5th, on the eve of the Capitol attack, Jim Jordan texted Mark Meadows and said, just tell Mike Pence to throw out all of the votes he deems are unconstitutional. Steph, this came after. Donald Trump's own Attorney General Bill Barr said there's no fraud undermining Joe Biden's win. This is after Chris Krebs and the Department of Homeland Security and other election security agencies. Donald Trump's election security agencies and officials said this was the safest and most secure election in U.S. history. After all of that, when Jim Jordan says just tell Pence to throw out 
the pro-Biden votes, that's a crime. That is obstructing an official yeah. or attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's and it's what at least six of them uh, involved. I mean, what what do you think is the timeline on that? And what's next for those members of Congress? What's next is subpoenas. Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to be subpoenaed by by their own by the House Select Committee. I don't know. Well, Jim Jordan results. will get to be on the House Committee after all, just not on the <laughs> same side of the table that he thought. But. <laughs> Will he invoke his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination? He should if he's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to wrestle with the question of do you grant a member of Congress immunity? So you can find out about all of those phone conversations he had with Donald Trump on January 6th that he mumbled and fumbled about with his humana, humana, humana answer to the question, how many times did you talk to Donald Trump on January 6th? He couldn't answer that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, right. He was, yes, that was that was uh, the, probably your favorite answer as a prosecutor is humana, 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 humana. Um, so, okay. Well, anyway, so you're, but I mean, so you're like, it's still just to bring us full circle to the end. You, you still are confident. You feel like, I mean, should we not be hearing anything from the FBI? Should Chris Ray not be saying anything? I mean, yeah, this is where I'll part ways with Merrick Garland and Chris Ray. They need to reassure the American people that they're on top of this. And Steph, they can do that without disclosing a single fact or compromising a single investigation by saying, friends, We've seen what you've seen, both on January 6th and thereafter. Please trust us when we say we are hard at work behind the scenes in ways that we're not permitted to disclose, but we're trying to save democracy. We're going to hold criminals accountable and give us a minute. Steph, did I disclose a single investigatory fact? No. What did I do? I reassured the American people. And boy, if we ever needed some reassuring, it's now. Are they overcorrecting because of Jim Comey's egregious mistake before the 2016 election? That may be one of their uh, motivators, but it's a misplaced motivator. That was a different thing. You don't talk about an election on the eve of the the election in a way that could impact the election. This is something very different. This is the safety and security of we, the people, and the viability of our democracy. We need to be reassured in a way that doesn't compromise pending investigations. Yep, agreed. Oh, well, treason's greetings to you, sir. You've been um, one of my favorite things of beginning 2021. Beginning to feel a lot like Rico. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's beginning yeah. to feel a lot like Rico. Rico. All right. <laughs> I love you, Santi. I'll see you next love year. Love you. Love Mwah. you, Steph. Have a great Bye-bye. holiday. You too, sure. honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.